Welcome to Gospel Tangents, the best source for Mormon history, science, and theology. I'm Rick Bennett. Following the Kirtland Bank failure in 1836, Joseph fled Ohio for Missouri. As soon as he got there, though, things started to fall apart in Missouri as well. We'll talk more about these events with uh, the Missouri vigilante mobs as well as the Danite extra-legal force that the Mormons put together with historian Stephen Lesware. He's written The 1838 Mormon War in Missouri, and we're going to talk about more about his interpretations of those events. Check out our conversation. And then Joseph came to town and, and all hell broke loose, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, so no, no, again, to say that is, is not suggesting it's Joseph's fault, but... Right. But to under, but if you want to understand, well, how did the, the idea here is to understand, well, how did events unfold as they did? Well, I wonder, I know this isn't really a question you can answer, but I want to ask it anyway. <laughs> if, if Joseph had stayed out of Missouri, you know, if the bank hadn't failed and that sort of a thing, um, would there have been a problem in Missouri? Well, you know, that's, yeah, you're right. I can't answer that, but... Uh, because again, perhaps it would have un unfolded of, of the Mormons are primarily stay in Caldwell County relations continue to be good. People, uh, start to see the Mormons aren't so bad after all. And, uh, um, and, and aren't so threatening after all. And, uh, and so, uh, um, eventually the Mormons can start to spread out, but again, that's speculation. I'll mention one other thing, sort of. On top of all this, or, or underlying this, is you know the saints have not sold their their property in Jackson County. You know they they're still intending as 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 Mormons still intend today. We're going back to Jackson, and 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 so I think among Jackson County citizens, you know they were aware of this. You know they've still got their property here. They're still planning to come back, and so Jackson County citizens. Unlike others, we're always on the lookout for for um, sort of Mormon wrongdoing, Mormon expansion, and they were uh, often quick to come to the aid of anybody who wanted aid against the Mormons. And I th and my interpretation is because uh, the Mormons held that land there, and and they they didn't want them coming back. I wish I knew my Missouri geography a little bit better. So if you've got Jackson County here, is Clay County above it, and then Caldwell's above that. Do you know? Yeah, here actually, uh, you've got a map. Yeah, I did. I, I'm looking at my own book. Okay, I'll have to reprint that map so we can see it good. Yeah, Clay is immediately north of of Jackson. Okay. In fact, can can that be seen? Or oops. Yeah, there you go. That's better. Okay. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so Jackson at the bottom, Clay above, Clinton. So the, above Clinton was unincorporated uh, Caldwell and Davies and what was the other one? DeWitt, is that right? Oh, I see, you can see Caldwell. Caldwell is just to the, uh, it's uh, east of, of Clinton County, north northeast of Clay, okay. Yeah, and do, and do you see? Um, and there's Carol. Okay, yeah, that's very helpful. Perfect. Okay, so um, so Jackson wasn't that well. I guess they technically touched the corners there uh, with with Caldwell County. Yeah. And so, yeah, actually, um, uh, 
No, Jackson did not. It was Ray County that. Uh, um, oh, okay. Yeah, that was just just south of Caldwell. So Jackson was far away. Um, you know that the Mormons weren't even weren't close to them. But again, it's my uh, suspicion interpretation that this was always going to stick uh, in their cross, so to speak. You know, if the Mormons, you know, that want to come back. So, and I don't mean to blame Joseph Smith for this, um, but but it is interesting to see the dynamics. So he gets kicked out of Kirtland, comes to Missouri, doesn't like how Oliver Cowdery and the Whitmer brothers are running things, and then ends up excommunicating them because Joseph wants to be in charge. Didn't that just exacerbate problems for Joseph? Uh, well, yeah, you mean getting rid, uh, you know, I think what exacerbated the, the problem, it exa yes, it exacerbated them, uh, uh, in that it, it created, a, a a situation or a feeling of intolerance and a, a an attitude of intolerance. And you have the rise of the Danites because, uh, you know, Joseph and Sydney arrive in, uh, March and in June is when, uh, and, the, and they have some, um, uh, the uh, trials where they excommunicate uh, Oliver Cowdery and the Whitmers and uh, uh, some others. W.W. Phelps, I think, was in there too. But they won't leave town. They get excommunicated, but they stay in Far West. And so um, uh, the more, uh, Joseph and uh, Sydney don't like it. They don't like dissenters. Um, and And so then you have the rise of the Danites, which is a Sort of, it started out as a sort of internal regulation uh, to enforce orthodoxy among the Mormons. And, and Sidney Riggin gives his um, SALT sermon on June 17th. And I, I know you talked about this with, with Alex, and we were both in agreement on you know, what happened that, that uh, um, uh, Sidney chooses as his uh, uh, scripture, you know, the uh, uh, scripture where uh, Jesus said something to the effect of, uh, Salt has lost its savor. It's good for nothing to be, but to be trodden underfoot. And uh, and so uh, Cindy Rigdon uh, likened the dissenters to the salt that has lost its savor and needs to be trodden underfoot. And although he didn't mention them, you know, them by name in his sermon, everybody knew who he was talking about. And uh, uh, the next day or the day after, the Danites sent a letter uh, uh, to the uh, to these men, uh, Cowdery and the others essentially saying, yeah, I think it was, you've got, you know, three days to get out of town. And then after that, you know, uh, um, you know, we'll take any measures necessary. And, and according to John Coral and uh, some others, there actually was talk of putting the dissenters to death. And so uh, Coral and uh, John Coral and uh, uh, Thomas B. Marsh warned the dissenters about uh, possible violence and drove them out of, uh, and so and not they fled out of town. And so, um, you know, back to, you know, your question about, did this exacerbate things? Uh, yeah. So it gave rise to the Danites and a feeling that, uh, um, you know, we can do whatever we want in our County. And, and, and kind of an irony here is that when people complained, uh, you know, some of the Mormons said, you know, to Joseph and Sydney, well, you know, wait a second, that's not right. You can't do that. You know, this, this is kind of anti-Republicanism and, uh, Sydney Rigdon, uh, according to Reed Peck said, Ah, no, it's not. It's the height of republicanism that when a people, you know, find another people obnoxious and undesirable that, you know, that you can, you can make them leave, you know, which of course is 
Uh, oh, you know, that's what the Missourians, uh, um, that's the same philosophy they had with the Mormons. Well, and it's what happened in Jackson County, right? Yes. Yeah. The Mormons were obnoxious and so we got to get rid of them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that, you know, that, that uh, you know, this is not unique with me or, or I didn't uh, develop this idea, but historians of who have looked at violence in American history, um, you know, in the 1960s, you know, when we started having a lot of, uh, you know, violent protests, the Vietnam War, uh, um, uh, civil rights protests, uh, some his historians started going and uh, in, 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 uh, going back and saying, well, wait a second, where's all this violence coming from? And and then they sort of looked at, at American history and said, oh, well, we, we, there actually is a strong tradition of vigilante violence in American history. Uh, um, and, and uh, you know, the Mormon, you know, what happened to the Mormons is very much part of that. But just this idea that, that when the local government or, you know, when the government isn't strong enough to uh, enforce community values, then, then you have uh, extra legal methods taken to enforce those values and such that legally the Missourians can't, can't make the Mormons uh, leave Jackson County, but the, so they form extra legal means. Likewise, legally, you know, the, uh, the Mormons couldn't make Oliver Cowdery and, and the Whitmers and, and W.W. Phelps leave, uh, but extra legally, uh, they could. With, through the Danites. Okay. Now, this is another interesting thing, um, I guess, a, a point of contention between you and, and some other LDS scholars is this idea of how involved was Joseph with the Danites? What's your take on that? Yeah, I, I, I think uh, um, I'm hesitating because it's, it's not cut and dry that he, to my, you know, to our knowledge, he did, he did not uh, create the Danites. He didn't tell them, you know, tell Avard and the others that, that the, uh, it appears that it was the idea of Samson Avard and um, uh, let's see, uh, George uh, Robinson, who was uh, Joseph Smith's scribe, and uh, some others to form the Danites. However, in Missouri, right? In, in Missouri. Yeah, it was in Missouri. Yeah. In, 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 in fact, June of, of 1838. Let me let me just interrupt you for just one second. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Cheryl Bruno's work. Um, on uh, masonry and, and Mormonism. Um, and I, I interviewed her over a year ago and her book's still not out yet. But um, she says, and I'd love to know if you were aware of this, she says that she believes there's evidence of Danites in Kirtland. Are you aware of that? I am not. Yes, that's interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's that's a forthcoming book. And I... Well, so, so to answer your question... I need to review some events, and then from there, we can make our interpretations. Okay. How's that? So, all right. So, the Danites form, to our knowledge, you know, Joseph has nothing to do with the forming of the Danites, but the question is, well, does he approve or disapprove of what they did, you know, is, is, is the first thing to look at. And as we know, the Danites formed, they drove the dissenters out of far west, uh, um, he had no, you know, no problem with that. And in fact, you know, this was in June that they're driven out at the 4th of Ju July or, uh, um, celebration in, in, uh, far West, the Danite generals, Samson Abard and, uh, uh, 
and I think Elias Higby and maybe another, they sat on the reviewing stand with Joseph Smith as honored guests. They were, and they were identified as Danite generals. Um, and the Danites marched in the parade. So, so clearly Joseph, uh, um, approves of, of who they are and what they're doing. And, and some, and, and some of his most loyal followers are, are, uh, joined the Danites both, uh, in far West and then later in, in, uh, Adam on Diamond. So does Joseph have any reason to disapprove of these people? They're, they're his loyal followers. They, they are enforcing orthodoxy. They're trying, you know, among the things that Danites tried to do was to get the Mormons to obey the law of consecration. And then later uh, in the election, they they went to the first presidency to draw up a list of um, candidates to vote for. And then and then after the first presidency chose chose the list, the Danites went out and distributed the ticket to the um, uh, Mormons in Caldwell County. So was Joseph the leader of them telling that, you know, that that uh, um, we, we do, uh, to, to our knowledge, or rather from sources, just about every source agrees that in, in these early days, it was Samson Abard who was, you know, the main leader and that the, uh, uh, Joseph Smith and Sidney Riggin went into one or two meetings and spoke to them and endorsed what the Danites were doing. Uh, so, so was he the leader? Well, they were, their, their, uh, purpose was to obey Joseph. Their purpose was to enforce his policies. And so the, the question of, was he the leader? Did he, did he direct them on everything that they did? Yeah, probably not. But he was the person they looked up to and were trying to enforce his policy. Was this kind of a don't ask, don't tell policy? <laughs> I don't think so because they were not viewed as sinister. You know that that um, that these were a for this was a force for good. Uh, you know, from the Mormons' perspective, you know, did they not drive the dissenters out, and then uh, uh, did they not try and obey Joseph? And so they, you know, that they formed a group uh, uh, in Adam on Diamond as as well in 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 Davies County uh, with Lyman White as the uh, the leader there. So that they they did you know it didn't have to be you know again there was wasn't anything sinister at least from the Mormons from uh, most Mormons' point of view. Now there were Mormons like John Coral, Reed Peck, and later Thomas Marsh and who was the other apostle? W. W. Well, Phelps wasn't an apostle, but I know he was in that group too, probably. Oh, Orson Hyde, Orson Hyde, who became very disenchanted with with what the Danites were doing. And, and, and there were also other Mormons in other places who, who were disenchanted and some of them left and, uh, they signed affidavits, uh, um, saying, oh, you know, there's something you know, the strange going on with, with the Mormons. Uh, it's, it's almost like a conspiracy. And the Missourians, and this was before the end of the war, this was well, that's what I want to get my time period, right? So you're saying, so Joseph comes to town. Danites form, kicks Oliver and and uh, the Whitmers out, basically. Um, so at this point, the Danites were only going after former Mormons like Oliver. Is that is that right? Well, they weren't going after Missouri yet. 
Correct. Correct. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and they were just, you know, they were strongly encouraging Mormons, you know, so not dissenters, but, you know, all of, you know, they were, you know, encouraging all the other Mormons to, uh, uh, comply with, you know, Joseph's revelations and, and directions. And, uh, and so, the, and so throughout July, um, this is where they were doing this in, encouraging, which, uh, again, some Mormons felt was, you know, a little too strong. But this was raising concerns among Missourians. It, yes, it was starting to. At what point it started to, I don't think it, to my knowledge, not in July. Wasn't July 4th the salt sermon? Or was that, no, no, the, I always mix up the salt sermon and the July 4th sermon. But there was the July 4th sermon where Sydney says it will be a war of extermination between us and Missouri, right? Yes, yes. And so, so the salt sermon is June 17th. That's to get rid of the dissenters. So now you have been in July, um, uh, the, four, the, the celebration in Far West. And that's a celebration where the Danites have a very prominent role as far as sitting on the reviewing stand. I mean, these, these are, uh, this is a good organization. And, and so then Sidney uh, um, gives his, his speech about the rights, uh, you, know, or, you know, about uh, the rights of citizens, et cetera. And, and then at the end, he, he says, you know, and by the way, you know, we're not going to, you know, we've, we've borne all we're going to bear as far as, as uh, um, uh, you know, violence from, from the rest of you. And, and we're not going to let anybody come into, into our cities and towns and, you know, push us out. And if anybody tries... You know, it's going to be a war of extermination between uh, you and us. And, and so uh, the question is, well, why, you know, if... Why is he saying that? <laughs> you know, why is he, you know, if relations are so good right now, why are you saying that? And, and, and first I'll say, that's the reaction of the Missourians who heard this speech um, was, wait a second, you know, that, that, you know, that, Everything we, you know, we knew things were going well. But, well, so why did he give it? And, and, and by the way, back to, you know, the, the question of, you know, Joseph's leadership here because, uh, uh, in Missouri, not just with the Danites, but what's, with what's going on. You know, Sidney Rigdon gets uh, thrown under the bus a lot by uh, um, Mormon historians of, well, it's all Sidney's fault. And, uh, you know, he gave that Fourth of July oration. And, you know, even, and even you know, afterwards, you know, Brigham Young, uh, uh, you know, said, he, you know, he was the main cause of our trouble in Missouri. Sydney was. Yeah. Because of that speech, that speech was the main cause of trouble. And uh, other Mormons echoed that. But the thing is that speech was written, not just by Sidney Rigdon, but by the first presidency, uh, um, Joseph and Hiram wrote it together. Sidney gave it after he gave it. Joseph Smith had it, uh, had the speech. Uh, printed up as a pamphlet, passed out, and then uh, 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 Joseph in the next uh, Elders Journal, which was a Mormon's publication in Far West, he promoted the speech and and advised everybody to read it. You know, saying you know because we're not going to take it anymore. And so, yes, Sidney Brigden gave the speech, but it was uh, um, in entire. You know, it was written. Uh, in conjunction with Joseph Smith and they, and, and Joseph, even after it was over, uh, was, uh, very much in favor, you know, uh, of it endorsed it. But now the question of why you could speculate that the reason why was that 
Joseph had been out in Missouri long enough. He came out in March and, and he had these plans to expand, not, you know, uh, not just in Caldwell County, but he'd already been up into Adamondiaman and, and, and had looked at lands there and even north of there. And they were moving in, going to move into Carroll County. And so perhaps he um, anticipated that there was going to be opposition. He was just letting people know, yeah, uh, we're not, you know, we're not going to take it anymore. Also, he was feeling, uh, uh, the Mormons were feeling pretty good about their large numbers. Uh, that is that, that uh, we don't know for sure how many people ended up in, you know, were ended up in Missouri and then had to leave. Uh, estimates 10 to 12,000 is, is, I think, what I had in my book. It, it could have been a little larger. I don't really know for sure. But uh, that was a lot of soldiers that they would have had at their disposal. And any one county would have been much too small to um, drive out a force of, uh, or, or counter a force of that nature. Was it the largest or most populous county in Missouri at the time, would you say? Um, no, um, I think Clay County, um, I can't remember what Clay, Clay would have been, uh, uh, larger, I believe, okay. but I think, but I think Caldwell filled up to maybe 5,000 that summer. And, and that would have been larger than, than the other surrounding counties like Davies, Carroll, Livingston. Okay. So it was one of the larger counties for sure. Yeah, in, in Western Missouri. All right. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with historian Stephen Lesware. In our next conversation, Stephen will discuss when Missourians became aware of the Danites. Well, so when did the Missourians start worrying about the Danites? Or right. did, and on the one hand, although we can't pinpoint, you know, for sure, well, this is the point, we can, that by September, in, in August, uh, at the Gallatin um, election battle, as we call it, that's where where the Danites in in Davies County come together to fight the Missourians. You know, the if you'd like to hear the entire interview uncut, please subscribe to Patreon.com/slash/GospelTangents for just five dollars a month. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com/slash/GospelTangents. If you'd like to watch the entire video, you can subscribe at YouTube, Patreon, or on my website at gospeltangents.com and click the yellow subscribe button for just $8 a month. PDF transcripts are just $10 a month, and you can get those on patreon.com slash gospeltangents or on my website. I'll send those to you as soon as I've finished completing it. If you'd like to get a paperback and PDF, just subscribe for $20 a month at either Patreon or on my website. Individual paperbacks are available at Amazon.com. Just do a search for Gospel Tangents Interview, and you can find all of our past interviews there. Share your Gospel Tangents pride by purchasing a t-shirt on our website at gospeltangents.com shop. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts at tinyurl.com gospeltangents. You can get our latest updates by friending me at Facebook, or you can also follow our page at facebook.com gospeltangents. Become an insider and you can see the newest videos. Follow us on Twitter at Gospel Tangents. Click here to subscribe, here for a transcript, and over here we've got some of our great videos. Thanks again.